His name is Blake, he used to be a prude, then he became a slut, and now he's talking to you. It's Buttered Muffins. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Buttered Muffins with Blake, the show where I talk about all my hookups. I'm your host, Blake, and now we're going to stop this weird intro that I don't know where I'm going with it. Um, hi, I'm back. Uh, sorry that I took another week off. Um, it's the end of the semester and things are a little bit hectic, so I hope you'll forgive me, my loyal, loyal Buttermuff girls. Yeah, I just couldn't find time to record last week. I'm so sorry about that, but, um, I was out making content, uh, also for you guys so that's cool oh since the last episode we've we've racked up some men i mean like not really i think it's still like the same number but like three guys two of them were two times each so that's the math for you three guys five hookups so that was fun it's it's been fun and nice Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed every single one of those, so that's good. So, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into this. Uh, let me pull up my notes. I have notes this episode, guys. I feel so professional. Okay, so we're going to start up a new format. So, hope you guys are excited for that. It's not anything super drastic. Uh, we're just going to be doing two stories per episode now instead of just one. Uh, because I feel like it's not, uh, entertaining to you guys to hear me ramble about nonsense for the first 30 minutes of an episode, and then, like, have most of the episode not even be focused on, like, what the topic of the podcast is supposed to be. Um, so I decided we're gonna change that. So you'll get two, uh, stories per episode, um, just to, you know just so that I don't have to scramble to, like, talk about things. Um, And so that you guys get more content, I guess. Um, Also, the reason that I was only going to do one per episode is that I didn't think I was going to be able to keep up with, like, having enough hookups, like, per week to keep the the show going. Um, But it turns out um, I'm, I'm doing just fine for myself, so we won't have to worry about that anytime soon. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be doing two stories per episode, and then I'm hoping, like, if one of the stories calls for it, I'll give a, I'll, like, talk about, like, a, a topic, a general topic about, like, the gay community or something, um, which we're going to do today, thank God. So, like, today's episode is kind of the first episode that is going to That's, like, the way that I envisioned the podcast, basically. Um, So, yeah. I hope you guys are excited. I'll I'll give you guys, like, a little life update. This is my last week of classes. This is my last Tuesday of the semester, so that's fun. Um, And then next Monday, I have two finals, and then I'm done for the semester. And then we're cool for the summer. (laughs) Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm I'm ready to be done with school. Um, I feel like I've I feel like this semester has gone on forever, but also at the same time I feel like it's flown by. Uh, so that's fun. And then after next Monday, I will be a oh, I'll I'll be a senior in college. Oh, that's the first time I've said that. I don't like that. That's scary. Um, because after a senior in college then it's the real world. And that's scary. Damn, that's some scurry shit. Woo lordy, I'm about to have a heart attack. Um, <laughs> okay. That's, so that's like school. Um, I'm still watching my shows. I don't think you guys really care about that. Um, but like, if you want to have a conversation about the television shows, uh, feel free to at me on Twitter and we can, we can talk about, we can talk about good girls. We can talk about Fosse Verdon. I would love to talk about Fosse Verdon with someone. Um, 
We talk about Drag Race. I'm always up to talk about Drag Race. Um, what's the other one that I'm watching? Oh, it was Shit's Creek, but that's over for this season, so that's sad. Um, but anyway, um, one other quick sidebar that I want to uh, say. I started watching The Golden Girls on Saturday just because I didn't have anything going on on Saturday. Well, except for a hookup. <laughs> uh, but after the hookup, I had nothing going on. So I was like, mm, let's watch the Golden Girls. Because when I was around 11 years old, so I have this great aunt, and she is 91 years old. And I used to go and stay at her house uh, like over the weekend sometimes because, I don't know, just because... Uh, we've I don't know for some reason she likes me like a lot like I'm her favorite for some reason um and yeah she used to have me stay over her house and she is where I get like my love of old vintagey things like she introduced me to I Love Lucy and she also introduced me to the Golden Girls um and I loved me some Golden Girls from like ages, uh, prob- like honestly, probably just when I was 11. Um, like I think it was just contained to that year of my life, which is kind of crazy. But like I oh, I would watch it whenever it was on. And it was on like a lot at that point. They, TV Land might have like just gotten it then. And they were playing it nonstop. And I loved it. I can remember like over the summer, like staying up very, very late uh, watching the Golden Girls, and, um, yeah, I like the Golden Girls a lot, um, my favorite was always Blanche when I was little, just because she was fabulous, and she was the prettiest one, and, like, the most feminine and fabulous and just amazing, so I loved Blanche, I mean, I love all of them for different reasons, but, like, I like Blanche and especially now because Blanche is a hoe and I'm a hoe. So I relate a lot more now. Um, If you guys saw on the Twitter and Instagram, I posted a clip from one of the episodes where she said that half the guys she dated in college were for the stories. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what this podcast is for me. So I thought that was pretty cool. It it made me just feel so much closer to Blanche Devereaux. Um, so yeah, love it so much. Um, if you've never seen the Golden Girls, what are you doing with your life? Um, you should check it out because it's really funny and amazing. So yeah, that's that's my little spiel about the Golden Girls. So make sure you go ahead and check that out if you haven't ever because it is a good time. It's very, it's a sitcom. There's like, there's not really any continuity between episodes. Like it, every episode is like a different thing. So you can just pop it on in the background. You don't even have to really pay attention to it. And you can just laugh and have a good time and just chill with the ladies. It's, it's just so fun. I've been just like, like for the past couple of days, just sitting in my bed cackling at it because it's that funny um so yeah watch the golden girls for like the third time in a row um so yeah i think that's all like the random stuff that i want to talk about and just like get out in the open um and now we're gonna get into the first story of this episode which happens okay so the last episode was the bathroom one and this okay after the bathroom incident um I may have had a dry spell for a little bit I still wasn't like fully uh like fully in a hoe phase yet I hadn't like I don't think I had consciously made the decision yet. Um, but I was well on my way. So I, um, I had, um, 
No, yes, I was I was definitely in a dry spell. It was where a lot of guys kept canceling on me at the last second or just like ghosting me completely at the last second, which uh, annoyed me a lot and frustrated me a lot. And it really had me down. I was very blue during this uh, time. And mind you, this was probably like a week or two period. Um, So I'm just really dramatic. So because of this, I was mad. So this, so specifically, there was one kid that had ghosted me like completely just like blocked me like we had we were gonna meet that night and then he just like blocked me out of nowhere and I was like wow okay cool love that um and it I was very oh god it just upset me so bad that day that like my family was worried and I like I told them that it would that I like had a date and like they just canceled on me last second and I got really upset about it like not to the point of like crying or anything but I was just like visibly upset and my parents uh got a little bit worried uh so much so that my dad came up to my room and like talked to me about it so I've learned to uh keep that under wraps a little bit more um so uh also I haven't had a dry spell really uh in a while so that's cool too So that had happened, and then I was so mad at this kid that I was going to uh, target him specifically and take out my rage on him. Um, So I made a fake grinder account um, to catfish him, hopefully. I was hoping to. I don't think I ever, uh, like, got him, but... A for effort, nonetheless, on my part for, like, fully going, like, going full crackhead and um, trying to do that, trying to, like, catfish him. So I went on, so either way, it, like, kind of cheered me up a little bit because I was still catfishing other guys that would, like, message me and didn't uh, know who I, like, didn't know anything. And mind you, I didn't have a face picture Yet I was still getting messages from, like, people that wouldn't message me, like, on my normal account, which was very frustrating to me. So it kind of, like, fueled the fire anyway. So I was, like, messaging guys that wouldn't message me on my own account and, like, trying to catfish them and, like, ruin their day. Um, Which I did to one guy. So yay me. But then I felt really bad about it and I haven't used that account since. So I made the age credentials on this one a little bit higher than I had on my own. So I got a, like a couple more uh, people than I would normally get. So sorry for like the dramatic background audio change. Some our na- My neighbor was cutting his grass and now he just stopped. So sorry about that. So the age, I made the age credentials higher. I like bumped them up to 30 instead of, I think on mine, I had it as 26, but now mine is at 30. Um, so I was seeing a bunch of like newer guys and there was this one guy that was really like attractive. So I changed my age credentials on my own, my real one. And I messaged him and he messaged back and I fully didn't think he was going to because I thought he was very much out of my league. Um, and he, his account said he was 29. So I was like, "Mm, we'll see. Like, no harm, no foul. Just like message him and see if he messages back. So he messaged back and he said he wanted to get together. And I was like, huh, wow. So, um, we plan to, uh, I plan to go to his place on like a Tuesday and he lives relatively close to me, so that's nice. That's always amazing. Um, so I go to this guy's house. And mind you, this guy will pop up again. Like, in the... You'll see, you'll see. Um, so the this guy... Yeah, so I go to his house... And I'm, like, waiting, and I'm calling him, and I'm, like, I'm here, and I, like, I'm calling him, I'm calling him, and he's not answering. Um, 
So I'm like, wow, he's ghosting me. I'm pretty sure I texted him and said, I was like, I hope you enjoy being the literal antichrist. Like, this is how affected I was by being ghosted and like, and there goes the lawnmower again. Um, and like ghosted and canceled on and flaked on by these guys that I like completely blew up on this guy and like was texting him all these awful things. Um, so then I went to, um, I went and sat in a parking lot and was just like furiously going through Grinder, like trying to find something else because I'd already left my house. I'd already like, to- um, I, I don't know if I had like ever mentioned this, but I live with my parents still. So it's kind of like hard to navigate around doing things and like going out uh, and not being suspicious about it. So I was like already out and I was like, well, I'm like, I can't just go back this quick and have it a not be suspicious and b not like do anything because that like it wouldn't be worth it at all. And what's funny is that I had, he had messaged me like at nine and was like, you want to come over? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. Um, so it was like very sudden and suspicious anyway that I was like telling my mom at almost 10 o'clock at night that I was like, mm, I'm going to go out to my friends. And she was like, uh, you're going to do what? And I was like, I'll be back like in like at a reasonable time and whatever. Um, so yeah, everything was suspicious and I like dropped everything that I was doing to go to this guy's place. Um, and then he completely ghosts me and doesn't respond to any of my texts or calls. So that was fantastic. So I go and I sit in a parking lot and I'm like furiously going through Grindr trying, trying to find something else, anything else. And I, I get a couple messages from guys because especially it's like, a, it's a part of town that I'm not in like too often anymore. So I was getting like a lot of messages from like new new faces, I guess that I that I had not been near before, I guess. Um, so um, I'm getting messages from these guys. There was this really hot guy that was like in a cowboy hat, and I was like, um, I was trying for him, but then there was another guy that was like a very um, sure fire thing, like it would he was ready to have me over right then. So I was like, okay, well, we'll try for the cowboy. And if not, then we'll go for this guy. So the cowboy ends up not responding at all. Like he had messaged me and like sent pictures and stuff, but then he ended up not responding. Um, so then I was like, okay, other dude, it's your time to shine. Um, so he was like, okay, let me like get a shower quick. And then I will, I'll give you my address and you can come over. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm waiting and I'm like kind of hurried because like I need to be home by like a decent time. And he was like, okay. So he uh, gets in the shower and then he texts me to come over. And he lives um, by where I used to live, actually, like literally just down the street from where I used to live. Uh, so that's cool. So I got to, he had sent pictures and he looked like okay enough. Um, but when I got to his house, I didn't realize that he was as old as he was. Like, the picture didn't really do him justice. Like, he looked the same, but, like, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting him to be that old. Because he was, he's short, he's kind of bigger, and he's just, like, older. Like, like, early 50s, probably late 40s, early 50s, around there. Um, so, and obviously, like, I was desperate at this point. I needed something. Because this was, like, what? I honestly don't even know. It was before the Oscars, because I remember I was watching Black Klansmen to, like, prep for the Oscars. Um, so if I could figure out, if I could remember when the Oscars were. Here, I'll look it up really quick, actually. They were February 24th. Okay. So this was, like, the week before the Oscars. This was, like, the Tuesday before the Oscars that this happened. So, but, like, at any rate, I was desperate. I needed some dick. So, um, I come in, and he has, he already has no pants on. He has a shirt on, no pants at all. Um, 
so that was odd. Um, it was jarring. Uh, it was just, I, I wasn't in the right mindset for the situation, but also I like was, I was and wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I was, I was going to go with it because I wanted to. Um, so I go in and he has his TV on and it's playing King of Queens. Um, which was a random choice. Um, and he left it on for some reason. Uh, so that was, uh, awkward for the whole time. Um, but he takes me over into his living room and he pulls my pants down and he starts giving me a blowjob. Um, so that was fun. And then he was, uh, uh, I don't really know what he said. I guess he said like sit on the couch or something like after a while. So I go and I sit on the couch and I think he sucks my dick a little bit longer and uh, I don't know what he, like, how it was instigated. I guess he was like, do you want to fuck me or whatever? And I was like, um, sure. Uh, unbeknownst to him that I had never done that before. And in my mind, I was like, well, first of all, th there is a first time for everything. Second of all, um, I don't know how to do this, so I don't know how it's going to go, so... Hopefully it goes well. He like gets on top of me. It was, it was really awkward. Um, he like gets on top of me and then he like rides me for a little bit. And then he lets me like do, <laughs> he lets me do the rest of the work for like, uh, until I finished this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why did I decide to have a podcast about sex when I am weird about talking about it? I don't know. Um, but anyway, so, uh, which by the way, it was, it's like an ab workout, basically. That was an ab workout. Cause I'm just like literally like lifting my pelvis just up and down. So I got a good workout in while I was doing this as well. I finish which is the so a the first time that I actually like have intercourse with someone and um the first time that I'm able to ejaculate with someone else or like during a hookup I don't know but so that so it happened and then it was done I guess he, I think he asked if I'd ever been, like, he, okay, so we were done, and then he, like, wanted to chat for a second, like, while I was, uh, like, putting myself back together, um, and he was, like, asking me, like, what the weirdest thing I'd ever done was, and, uh, like, obviously, I had fresh in my mind, I had, I was, like, mm, well, I did, uh, public bathroom stuff and he was like what he was like wow that's something i've always wanted to do but i've never found anyone that would be like down for it and i was like well um i guess that's me um so and then he was like have you ever been like eaten out or anything and i was like no because i hadn't and then he did for like a like a little bit I guess just to like show me what it felt like um and I was like okay cool um and then then I got all my stuff on and I got out of there and I thought that was the very last time that I was ever gonna see him um but spoiler alert foreshadowing it wasn't I've I've seen him since um because he, uh, well, you'll find out. You'll find out in the future. Um, but there's there's definitely a reason why I went back. Um, 
So yeah, that's that story. I mean, it's not my proudest moment, especially that I like did, especially that I like did something so big with uh, a stranger. I mean, like, everything that I've done has been with a stranger, basically. But, like, just that I, I did it in such a quick way. I don't know. It's If I could change it, I would. But it's my reality. So I must live with it. Um, But, yeah. So um, I wanted to take this time to talk about my, like, general LGBT community topic, uh, which is ageism this, this week, um, because of this guy and because of a lot of the guys that you'll be hearing about in future episodes, actually. Um, so yeah, uh, I have some notes here, so I'm gonna talk to you about them. Okay, so I did some Googling uh, yesterday, actually, and I came across an article that used the term internalized gay ageism, which is, it's something that happens, it's like kind of something that happens generally in, um, okay, well, we'll get to it, but so internalized gay ageism is, uh, the wider overvaluing of youth mixed with homophobia. So, like, in the gay community, we all know and love the term internalized homophobia. And, of course, that, that was a joke. We don't, we don't love her. Internalized homophobia is just that um, it kind of also goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, toxic masculinity and whatever, um, that we all have, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, kind of, actually. Because um, I don't really... I never really... Well, I did deal with it. Because I would see people acting effeminately or, like, stereotypical gay characters or even just stereotypical gay people in general and, like, think... Like, th- think negatively about them. Uh, just because that is what society had told me to do. And because I was dealing with my own, uh, coming to terms with my gayness as well. Um, and that's kind of what happens with a good amount of gay people. I don't want to say all gay people, but like a good amount of us, uh, have experienced internalized homophobia in one sense or another. Um, so, so we have that. And then we have um, the fact that our culture and society um, is uh, more widely valuing youth and that that is what is attractive and what is sexually desirable. And if you're old, you're not sexually attractive or attractive in general, really, and nobody wants to be with you or whatever. So that is not good, obviously. We don't want to push that message at all or, like, give that message any power. Um, But there is, I mean, in the articles that I read, it said they did a study with um, elderly gay gentlemen, um, or just, like, older gay gentlemen, and they, they talked about this. They, like, asked them, they asked them how they feel about, like, this, and, like, do they experience this, like, this ageism or whatever. Um, and a lot of them said yes. Um, but they said, uh, the article said uh, a sense of mattering was important so that as long as they feel needed and as long as um, older gay people feel like needed and wanted and um, feel like they have wisdom that they can share and stuff like that, um, then that stress of like ageism and like 
getting older and feeling like no one loves them is lessened. So that's good. So uh, long story short, uh, us younger kids need to uh, make sure that the older gays feel wanted uh, because they are important. They are the ones that have like uh, paved the way for us, obviously, and have fought for gay rights and given us the more progressive and accepting society that we live in today. So why wouldn't we want to make them feel like they are needed and that they matter? Um, because they do. Um, the stuff that I looked at also said that cross-generational conversation is important, which I think is important in general. Like even like outside of the gay community, it's important as well. Because I feel like it's important that we don't just... I mean... So uh, this is kind of a double-edged sword because people say not to look at the past because why dwell on the past that already happened, blah, blah, blah. But also we can learn a lot of things from the past uh, and like history and stuff. Um, I've always been like a real big history buff kind of, not really like historic, like real long ago, but like, oh God, I don't know, like 1700s and so, and uh, sooner, yeah, I guess. 1700s and on are is, like, where I will latch on and, like, find things interesting. But, like, I'm, uh, I'm interested in, like, how people lived day to day. I don't really care about, like, the history of, like, the government or the history of, like, wars and stuff. And I like, I like knowing about the mundane, boring things, like, what people ate for meals or whatever or what people wore and stuff like that and just like how they live their day-to-day lives um but so as important and that i like old stuff that's what that's probably why i like my aunt genie like cross that cross-generational connection is very important because I can watch an episode of I Love Lucy and enjoy it, yet still look at it and be like, oh, wow, uh, this is very uh, misogynistic in that the women don't have jobs and they don't, uh, they're, I don't know, they're, uh, uh, I, I really, like, actually hate talking about this stuff because, um, I don't know, I just don't like to get really political or anything or like really just I don't know talk about stuff like this because I don't want to ever say the wrong thing or whatever but like um but I can like so I can like watch old tv shows or whatever and like see the see how problematic they may be at different points so and like learn like see how far we've come as a society and like the progress that we've made and how and like all I'm interested in like seeing how that progress is made like what shifted the thinking in society and stuff like that that stuff is very important and I think that's cool um so yeah so I wrote down here that they paved the way for the current generation and yet they're tossed aside because they are no longer conventionally attractive um which is kind of true. Um, I'll get into it in a second because I, in some ways it's true, in some ways it's, it's not. But like for the majority, it is kind of true. Um, we do have an emphasis on youth in gay culture, especially. Um, we tend to idolize young, like fit, attractive men which um, comes from society, of course, and, like, just, uh, uh, like, attractiveness standards, just general attractiveness standards. But then also in the gay community, we like everything to be, like, hyper-masculine and uh, hyper-sexualized kind of... And we want that, that, like, perfect, ideal, like, Adonis man, um, which is detrimental to, like, a lot of people's self-esteem. Uh, so that's cool. Like, even... <laughs> so I never really cared about what I looked like at all because I thought I was a... I kind of thought I was a lost cause anyway. I never thought I was, like, 
like even just like my face I never thought I was like attractive or anything and I have like red hair and stuff and I'm pale like I never thought that I was cute but like obviously this whole face has taught me that like I am attractive in some way uh a little um and I've like see like try like kind of started to see that for myself now too and I like do find like think that I'm a little bit more attractive and self-confidence and whatever but also I uh, I remember I had tried on an outfit that I was going that I was planning on wearing for pride and I put on the shorts that I was gonna wear and like my stomach was hanging over the top of the shorts a little bit and I was like oh no oh, we can't have that. No, no one will like find me attractive. So then I started working out. This was around January. Uh, so I started exercising and trying to do ab stuff. And I still, I'm like still keeping up with it a little bit. I haven't for like the past couple of weeks because I got a little lazy and like school's getting a little crazy. Um, that was a rhyme. Uh, but come next week when I don't have school anymore, I'll probably get back on track with that and try and start eating better again. Um, cause right now I'm not doing too good with all that. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But like, anyway, I like, I looked in the mirror and I didn't see what we perceive in the gay community as conventionally attractive and whatever. So this was a that's a t- this is a tangent from what I was saying at all. Uh, but yeah, there's like that standard of like young, fit, blah, 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 that uh, we emphasize in the gay culture, which is very detrimental to a lot of people, not just the older gay men. It's just people that don't fit into that specific like uh, mold. Um. So also with this emphasis on youth, even like the older men are going for younger guys, uh, which obviously that the dude that uh, you guys just heard about in that story was he was doing. Um, but he's also he has told me that he uh, does stuff with guys his own age and whatever. But it said that since like they're looking for younger guys, like older men that are, like, looking for men their same age are, like, not being thought of because everyone's just trying to find someone younger and hotter and whatever, uh, which isn't cool, really. It's, it's kind of sad to me. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I don't, I, it's really, it's hard to find the things to say, like, how, like, First of all, like, what my feelings are, because I don't really have any skin in the game with this, because I am a young person right now, but, like, but, I mean, um, we'll get into it in a second. Let me just get through my notes, and then I'll ramble about random stuff. Oh, okay, so this is one. Age discrimination is worse in the gay community because many men rely on sex to build friendships at all, which is kind of true, because, (laughs) I mean... There are definitely guys that I have uh, hooked up with multiple times that will, like, we'll sit and we'll chat a little bit and we'll, like, text over Grindr or even just, like, normal text if I give them my number. And it's, like, it kind of is, like, a little friendship, kind of. They never really, like, last very long, but it's still, like, just a little thing, a little rapport, whatever. Um, So it's very true. And then, so... This is, I talked about this with another guy that you'll hear, that the guy from the story that I was going to see that flaked on me. Um, he, I talked to him about this, just that um, when I would get messages from guys on Grinder that were older, I would still make sure that I would like respond to them and talk to them and whatever, uh, because that it's... It, it was polite to not just leave someone on red. Uh, well, not, not really red, but just like leave someone hanging, which obviously I know I don't really have to do if I'm not like actually planning on hooking up with them or anything, but I still was, sometimes I would just be like bored and like want to chat and be like, okay, hi. Cause, and a lot of them would be like, wow, I can't believe you, like, messaged back. A lot of guys your age, like, won't even give me the time of day. Or, like, they'll message back, like, no, we're not interested or whatever. And I would be like, 
really? Like, that's awful. That's really terrible. Um, so, because, like, that is... <laughs> there's no stakes or risks involved with that, with just messaging someone back and talking to them. Um, and even just, like, tell, like telling them what they want to hear. Like, w- what, honestly, is the harm in that? So, I may, I would always make it a point to, like, at least respond back and say something. Um, or, like, say thank you if they said I was cute or something. Um, just to, like, be nice. So, that's, like, another thing. Just, like, the gays are so, like, catty and they want to be sassy and they want to have their clapbacks or whatever. I don't even know. Um, and they'll be like... <laughs> I like sorry sweetie I'd only date like this certain age and it's just like you can just talk to someone and not have it be about sex all the time like I know we're on grinder but like still you can take a break from that mentality for like a second um so yeah um oh I read an article about age gap relationships which I thought was cute um so like people do make it work uh the people with large age gaps will date and have relationships and they I assume they're nice or whatever I don't know but I just thought that was like an interesting thing like it's if if you guys want to like find any of the articles that I uh read all you have to do is look up ageism in the gay community and I read probably like the first four articles um so you can yeah you guys can check those out for yourselves if you want to have a not rambly all over the place recounting of ageism in the gay community um and then uh i wrote at the end the only thing we all have in common is aging and death um and that's just to say that like look we're all gonna be old like beauty fades as uh, i think bianca del rio said that beauty fades dumb is forever or whatever i'm sure that's like a she didn't come up with that, but, like, um, it's true, though. Like, beauty does fade. We're all gonna get old, and we're all gonna get old, and we're all gonna die at some point. Uh, so why not, like, I, I don't know. Like, we're all gonna go through that. It's just a natural part of life. Like, no one is exempt from that. Uh, It just so happens that we go through it at different times. And, like, I guess that's to say that they're still the same person that they were when they were, like, 21. They're just a lot wiser. And whatever, they just have more life experience. Um, So, yeah, I'm, like, trying really hard to make this inspirational and whatever and, like, heartfelt. I just am bad at words, guys. I'm so sorry. But, like, I feel like you get my gist. You let, you know what I'm trying to say. You know, like, just don't be dicks. Be nice to your uh, elderly gay people because they re- they fought for the, the life you're living now. Uh, the not-as-discriminatory, progressive world that we live in now. So... Uh, honestly, just show them some respect. Okay? Cool. What I was gonna say is that... So, I always imagined that I was going to... Like, when I had my first relationship or whatever, that the guy was gonna be older. Because it would be my first relationship or whatever, and I would need someone a little bit more experienced. And I am kind of like an old soul and, like, mature... I'm not... Not so much anymore, mature for my age, uh, but, like, I'm, like, an old soul, and I, uh, I don't know, and I like to think I'm intelligent and wise and whatever, so I, like, connect more with, uh, older people, uh, I always have, I never wanted to sit at the kids' table with my cousins when I was little, I always wanted to sit with all the adults, I've always gravitated more towards, older people so it would make sense that I would also kind of hook up with a lot of older guys well also mostly because that's 
a lot of the people that messaged me, especially towards the beginning of the ho phase, a lot of older guys would message me. I actually at one point went to, I had one older guy, he was uh, like 56, I think. He uh, He took me to dinner at my favorite restaurant, actually. And yeah, I, we just sat and like talked and got to know each other. And yeah, it like wasn't too, too awkward, but like, I don't know. I just like, I learned a lot about an older gay person and how he never really like got to be crazy and wild and like do a hoe face type thing when he was like my age or in college or whatever. I learned a lot about that. I have like, I've hooked up with guys like over 10 years older than me, which would be, uh, well, I mean like obviously but you heard from the last story. Um, but like a lot of them have been like literally all except one have been older than me. All of the guys that I've hooked up with except for one have been older than me. Moral of the story, respect your elders. The old gay people are really cool and they just, they want to feel wanted. So do your best to make them feel wanted, guys. Uh, So yeah, that's all for that, for ageism and for that first story. So now we're going to get into the second story, which is kind of a doozy and it's kind of going to be a long story. Uh, but we're going to get into it right now. So as I was leaving this guy's house, the guy from the last story, this next story happens literally the day after. Uh, I went to, uh, I was in my car and I was checking my phone before I was leaving. And I saw that I had missed texts and missed calls from the guy who flaked on me that same night. And I was like, oh, this ought to be good. And he texted me and said he was like, oh, my God, I fell asleep. Do you want me to, like, drive to you or whatever? And I was like, uh, no, baby. Uh, well, I, d- I don't think I texted back at all right then and there. I think I just called him back. Because I was like, oh, he better have a good explanation. And he said he fell asleep, which, honestly, at this point, I buy. Uh, but I don't think I really bought it back then. Um, and then he was like, well, could you like come over tomorrow or something? And I was like, I could maybe, I might be able to swing it. I'll let you know. And he was, I was like, I'll call you. I was, I was like, I have a late class tomorrow, but I'll call you when I get out of class tomorrow and I'll see if I like, if it can still happen. And he was like, okay, cool. Talk to you later. So the next day comes and I'm I get to my car after my late class. It's probably around, it's around like seven-ish, seven. Yeah, I guess it would, I think it was like right around seven. Uh, that class had ended. So I was at my car at like 7.10 and he, I called him and I was like, hey, I just got out of class. Do you still like want me to come over tonight? And again, just to refresh your memories, this is the hot like 29 year old guy that I didn't think I had a chance in hell with. Um, so he was like, uh, yeah, sure. That should, yeah, you, that should be fine. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to like stop home and like get ready or whatever. Uh, let me know when you're ready for me to come over. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, so I go home and I like hop in the shower quick and I get ready. And then I think I called him back and I was like, um, when do you want me to come over? Or I might've just texted him or whatever. And he was like, um, I have a friend here. Would you be cool with that or whatever? I think he insinuated a threesome, I guess. He must have, because I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, that's fine. Sorry, I'm moving. Uh, getting more comfortable. Um, so then um, I head over, and um, I'm actually let in this time, so that was cool. Um and I go upstairs, and there are two other guys there, uh, along with him. Um, and he says one of them is straight, and the other one is gay. And obviously, the gay one is the one that we were gonna we would have done stuff with. 
Um, so I go in and I like hang next to this guy because uh, he's the one that divided me over and the one that I'm intending on sleeping with. Um, so he goes into the kitchen. He's like, well, do you want anything to drink? It was like, we have blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sure, that's fine. And he, so he starts like pouring everyone drinks. And then, <laughs> so this was right after the RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4 crowning. This was probably like the week after, like the Wednesday after that crowning. And I, uh, the, the gay guy, obviously, uh, in the, uh, other room was talking about it and I heard it. My little ears perked up and I bolted for the living room and I plopped down right next to him and I was like, are you talking about Drag Race? And he was like, oh, I certainly am. Uh, so we sit, we talk about Drag Race for a while. Um, and then I'm like, th- so we're like talking for a while and then he gets up and uh, we, he goes into the other room or something I think the the guy that I had come there for got in the shower at some point. And I was like, I am alone. This is weird. Um, and then the one that I was talking, uh, what was, okay, so I'm going to give him a name. His name is Drew, the one that I'm talking about Drag Race with. And that is significant uh, because that's like a nickname that he gave to himself. Um or I guess I gave it to him. I'm not sure. It's weird. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so we're going to call him Drew. So Drew comes in and he uh, takes me into the bedroom and starts making out with me and undressing me. And I'm like, um, um, um I'm, I'm, I'm here f- for the other guy. This what? like obviously in my head because I don't know how to speak up and stand up for myself. Um, so we start going at it and the, the guy that I came here for, I need to give him a name. I don't think I like gave him a name. I didn't. His name is going to be, what would I name him? Damien. We're going to name him Damien. So Damien, um, he is nowhere to be found. So it's just me and this guy in the other room going at it. Um, so we don't really do anything. Other, I mean, like, we do things, obviously, but, like, no intercourse or whatever. He, I'd, I think he just sucked my dick also. I don't... I. I, like, did his for a little, but he said that he was drunk, which, uh, was probably true, but also, um, I found out later that he was also a drug addict, so he was probably also on drugs, so that was cute, too, uh, but I didn't know this at the time, uh, so we're, because, so, since he was, he said that he was drunk, he could not get an erection, so that was fine with me, I was like, okay, whatever, um, and then he keeps trying to get me to uh, top him. Um, but like, okay, so <laughs> this is so weird. Like around when I was first hooking up, this odd phenomenon would happen where if I was hard for like too long, I would just like lose my boner. And it, w- I wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, and this was the first occurrence of that. So it was before I really knew it was a thing. Th- so that this was the first occurrence of that. He kept trying to get me to top him, but obviously I wasn't like hard enough to do that. So it was just a weird cycle of us like making out, then him sucking my dick, then making out again, then him eating me out, then him fingering me which was not pleasant in the least guys there is a reason why i'm uh almost completely strictly a top at this point anyway um bottoming's painful guys did you know 
because uh, it is. Uh, uh, especially for the first couple times, I assume it gets easier with time and practice. Um, but I don't have time or practice. Uh, so it's still very painful. I've only ever done it once. We'll get to that story in the future sometime. Um, but it's only, that's only ever happened once. And I've been fingered twice. Very unpleasant each time. It's, it doesn't, it's, it's just not something that I enjoy. It's not something that feels nice to me. So, um, he kept doing that. And then like after probably the third time I was like, stop that. And obviously I didn't say it like that. I was like, can you like stop doing that for like the rest of the, this experience? And he was like, yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. Um, so he stopped, which was nice. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, he didn't have any eyebrows. Um, after the double crowning, uh, probably in a drug-induced frenzy, he shaved them off because it was so, uh, like, such a event for him that both the queens were crowned. Um, so he went rogue and shaved his eyebrows off. Now, I'm I am not one to judge on this. I've gone rogue and shaved my eyebrows off myself. Um at not drug induced, so go figure. I'm probably crazier than him. Um but so I'm not one to judge. But when you're hooking up with a guy and he keeps making crazy eyes at you and then about halfway through, the eyebrows are gone, and the crazy eyes keep happening. It's not really enjoyable or something that you want to stick around for. Um, so yeah, that was a thing. So we keep, like, going at it, making out, doing whatever. Um... And then we like end up cuddling or whatever. And I look at the time. I wasn't planning on spending the night, but he kept insisting that I spend the night. Um, but I was like, mm, no. Uh, he also kept saying, Num number one, he had a, a nine inch dick, which is the same size as mine. And as I said in the first episode, mine's pretty big. Um, or at least people tell me that. So he was like, uh, in the morning, I'm going to top you. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, because I think I, it, uh, I probably literally would have died. Um, so that wasn't a thing that was going to happen. Um, and I was like, just at some point after like, it was a lull and we were just like cuddling or whatever. I was like, I think it's time that I go. And he was like, oh, and I was like, I have to go. I have class early in the morning, which luckily I didn't. My class had gotten canceled. My morning class had gotten canceled, which was nice. It was also my only class that day, but it was in the morning. So I would have like, if I had that class, I would have had to leave. Um, but I didn't have that class in the morning. So that was nice. Um, but I used it as an excuse. Um, and I was like, I have to go. So he, so also I don't remember if it was benounced to me. It was benounced to me. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. I No, I didn't know until the next day. So we won't say anything. Uh, he didn't have his phone. He had lost his phone because he was drunk. Um, and so he was like, he gave me his name to find him on Facebook, his phone number for if and when he found his phone, and his email address in case he couldn't find his phone. So he had multiple ways of uh, finding me. Um, and, um, and then I left. And I was like, this is the first time that I've ever gotten someone's number written on a piece of paper, like physically, like it's the goddamn 90s. So 
that was cool, kind of. But I don't think I had any intention of ever seeing him again. Uh, except for, uh, the next day when I got a message on Grindr from that, from the guy that I had, uh, intended on sleeping with that I never ended up doing that with, which was fun. Um, oh, but it, it happened eventually. Just wait for a future episode, girlies. Um, so, um... I get a message from his account, but it's the guy that I'd actually hooked up with that night. And he's like, I'm using his account so I can like message you. Um, and so he, um, this guy, Drew, as we're calling him, Drew had, uh, fallen in love with me somehow after just one night together. Um, so we're like texting and we're getting to know each other on Grinder, and then he eventually finds his phone and I text him and he says that the night that we had hooked up, he had been broken up with by his boyfriend and they had been dating, I think for like a substantial amount of time. I don't know exactly how much, but it was like a long time. So I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And that explains a lot. Um, so then, um, so he was saying that he was in love with me and no one had really ever said that to me before. And, um, I kind of enjoyed it, not gonna lie. And I may or may not have reciprocated, never, uh, never saying I love you. I never said that because I'm not an insane person. Um, but I didn't discourage him from saying it or discourage him from just saying all these sweet nothings. Um, but then, like, after about a week, he stopped. I guess he stopped texting me. Or maybe, maybe he hadn't stopped texting me, texting me yet. But a little bit after, after he had found, he eventually found his phone. Um, so we continue talking on there and then his friend had his grinder account back. Um, so after a little bit, his friend messaged me on grinder saying that he regretted us not hooking up and that he thought I was still very sexy and whatever. And I was like, I thought you were too, but now I'm talking to this guy and I don't want to like hurt him or anything because he was a he's a fragile person very obviously I had I could see um so um yeah so the at one at that point it was like a weird love triangle thing not really love a lust triangle I guess um and yeah it was really weird um, then after like a little bit over a week goes by from this, and then I stop hearing from Drew and that it was honestly like a weight off my shoulders. I was like, okay, I don't have to worry about someone being in love with me and like wanting to propose to me. Uh, so that's good. I don't, I, I didn't need that on my plate at that point. Um, because also I kind of just started the hoe phase and I was like, I'm not ready to settle down with a boyfriend or anything. I want to be crazy and wild and live my life. Um, so yeah, um, I found out later, uh, the next time that I saw this Damien guy, um, that he, uh, went to rehab. He relapsed and he had to go to rehab um, which I think he is still, actually, no, I, well, he might still be actually, but I, I got a message from him the other day and he said that he still has no eyebrows and that he's wearing high heels a lot. He's just doing a lot of like gender bending. He said, I was, I didn't say anything back because I'm just not, I've learned to love myself and not tolerate bullshit or like, like 
stuff that's just like too much for me and stuff that I like I don't need to be dealing with. Um, so I didn't respond. Um, but it, I just thought it was strange that he just happened to pop up again. Because he had once before after he had like disappeared and gone to rehab. He messaged me on Facebook and I think I messaged back. Um, and then he didn't say anything back. And then he just messaged, like, like literally, I think, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. So that was weird. Um, But yeah, so that's the last I've heard from him. Um, and yeah, I may post some screenshots of our text conversation and him saying that he was in love with me and stuff, uh, because I still have that proof. I think that's that story. Yeah. Uh, let me just preview what next week is about. That's a fun one. And that's a fun one. Okay. So two, uh, the next, the stories for next week are going to be fun. Uh, very low key, very low pressure, very fun, uplifting things. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about those because this week's were real depressing. They, they were a low point. They were a desperate time. I took desperate measures. I suffered the, I mean, there weren't really consequences, but like the, just, I, I dealt with it and I live with the memory of all of that today. So that's fun. So yeah, I think that's all for this episode. As always, you can reach me on Twitter uh, at Buttered Muffins. Uh, there I will give you updates, like when I'm not going to be posting an episode during a week, or I'll ask you guys questions about stuff um, and just say other random things, uh, let you guys know about hookups that I've had. I talked about um, the some of the ones that I've had the past two weeks. Um, I can't wait to talk about the ones that I've had the past two weeks because they, uh, have been amazing. Uh, literally some of the best hookups that I've had in my life. Um, which isn't saying much since I've only been having hookups for four months, if even really that three months. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about those. Those are good. Um, so that's Twitter. Uh, sorry for getting off on that tangent. I love doing that, don't I? Um, then we've got the Instagram, uh, at ButterMuffinsPod. Um, there I talk about, or there I post pictures of things that pertain to the episode or like receipts like I'm going to do this week. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Uh, the day that the episode goes live, which is always Friday at 10 a.m., so I think with that, we're going to end the episode, girlies. Um, so until next time, my little Buttermuff girls, make sure to keep your muffin buttered. Bye. His name is Blake. He used to be a prude. Then he became a slut. And now he's talking to you. It's Buttered Muffins.